And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. My Okay, so my next one, um, and I feel this is especially more you know, on other uh, denominations, not specifically, well, yes, I guess, as well as Adventism. Um, but we don't talk a whole lot of, we don't talk a whole lot about the dark side, right? The other side, the... You know the the adversary, the Satan that's there. Yes, we have our, in our denomination. We have we have our um, we have our evangelistic series. The dragon, right? The dragon, the prophecies and stuff, and that. But the that's prostitute. That's almost like where it is, and 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 I'm not and I'm not saying that there's a real danger in fear mongering. When you when you bring something like that, so it, it needs to be done in in a very you know discreet way, in a very purposeful way. But I think that we, it's almost like when when I hear when I watch videos, when I hear people talking um, that are skeptical about Christianity, it's only on God's side, right? It's only because there's God's fault in it and the, the his uh, his shortcomings or the shortcomings of his people. And we have to understand there is still another side to this, right? That there is Satan, and you, you know we don't want to crutch on it, but it, it it is a big piece of the puzzle of the human experience. Why we're here, uh-huh. uh, and so case you know case in point, you know a lot of our a lot of our teachers, our preachers, um, have a difficult time of answering or ask or answering the question, why does God let Good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people, right? You know, sort of the yeah, that yeah. that common whatever. And we, sh- for whatever reason, we shy away from. Hey, there's a devil. Right? Uh-huh, there's yeah. Satan. There's Satan, and there's there's an involvement that he's there. He's not taking things lying down, mm-hmm, yeah. right? Um, and, and and to bring him up, and just not have us always focus on. You know whether God is 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 being mean to me because He's not answering this, or like I'm going through this this thing because you know yeah. God is whatever. There is we have to understand that. Okay, so Satan translated is the adversary, right? He's uh-huh. the accuser. The Bible also calls him right. He's accusing you to God of the things that you've done. Uh-huh, yeah. And God has to balance that because he's the one that has to like so he's trying to what he what he needs to do with you specifically is to justify you without having to look like he's not just. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's why Jesus is a huge thing. That's why Jesus is the, you know, his his mission here, his successful mission here on earth, right? Is such is such the game breaker. It is. Right? Because he was just and he also showed favor to us and justifying us without having to violate his, um, you know, his character and having to deal with Satan. 
right? And yeah. his accusations, right? And so I would want us to not necessarily have to preach specifically on it. Like we don't need a whole lot of sinners in the hands of an angry God type sermon, <laughs> right? Yeah. But to understand that there has to be some element to the things that we go through, right? That there is that there is a dark side that is actively working against you, uh, that's actively trying to get you off your walk with God, walking towards God, walking with God. He's actively trying to distract you from that. And we have to acknowledge it. And I think that we've kind of pulled away from it. And it's gone. And I think that it's, 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 a, it's, a, neat, it's a reaction, a pendulum swing far in the other way because we've been accused of like, you know, everything has been about the devil and you accuse him and there's there's not a whole lot of personal responsibility in the choices that you make, uh-huh, Yeah. right? There's a danger in that. And so when we do something like that, we have to be, we have to be concerted about it. We have to be uh, intentional about how we do, how we, how we bring it up, but we cannot ignore it. Mm-hmm. That's my sort of like my thing on that. Yeah. I mean, I see that. Um, and unlike one, one aspect of like the way I see it is, you know, you know, it's just like the Bible. They put, they blame God for every, you know, the writers because of the culture, um, blames God for everything that happens. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, well, that's because the there's an element to right? it because um, nothing happens without him saying so. So technically, you know, the buck stopping with him. Yeah, he's the one that that lets it happen. But there is still somebody that pushes that along. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, because other ev- evangelicals, you know, kind of rag on us when it comes to the Day of Atonement. Yeah. Um, and I think like, the way that that plays out and, and you saying like, oh, uh, they talk about God, but, you know, they don't talk about the the evil forces yeah. enough. Is that, you know, one the, the way I see it is their interpretation of the the characters in the Day of Atonement. Yeah. Um, there's the sacrificial lamb. There's the priest, the high priest. And then there's the... The sin offering, um, Azazel. Yeah. Right. Um, so we interpret it as, you know, the sacrificial lamb is, lamb is God, it is Jesus. Um, the priest, I think, you can still. <laughs> it's a weird kind of like translation, or. It's, yeah, yeah because like he's it's also just a Jesus. human, yeah. but like in. Now it's still Jesus. Yeah. And then their interpretation, like their interpretation of Azazel is also Jesus. Um, and that's why we get such a bad rap because our um, the, the interpretation of the church is Azazel is the devil, yeah. right? As Satan. Yeah. Um, and, the, and I see where they're coming from. And that sacrificial lamb is Jesus. And then the priest is also Jesus. And then Azazel can be still Jesus because he was this sin offering. Yeah. And he was, he was um, cast out okay. of heaven. And yeah. that's why, like, 
you know the the lamb is taken by like a runner to like a very the 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 sin offering is taken is he a sin offering i think no he's not a sin azazel he's something else like he's, azazel yeah is taken to the wilderness to the wilderness yeah. where he has no chance of coming back to the camp because if he comes back to the camp and he also they also break his leg right because if he comes back to the camp that's like huge curse yeah. and so i can see where that could be jesus because if jesus comes back without dying and without like comes back to this the sanctuary yeah. um without ever going through death sure that's a big curse on the rest of humanity <laughs> because that means he didn't die for us sure. so i can see where that that's coming from but the way i see it is did the, the that kind of interpretation is a states that the day of atonement is over yeah when i see it and like our church sees it as the day of atonement is still ongoing mm. and that's why the priest is still making sacrifice up there and then jesus made the sacrifice yeah. which is over and then um in the future it's still going on right now because in the future um in revelation right it yeah. says that the you know the enemy will be cast out into yeah the bottomless pit yeah 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 um and yeah i believe that the day of i also believe that the day of atonement is still going on because you know the the priest is still like going around <laughs> somewhat yeah I, to make it to say it in simpler terms <laughs> like he has a you know the the sacrifice is not over and i think that's what that's to put it plainly um but you know jesus is still making sacrifices you know like he's still making atonement up there and yeah so i think like okay we went on tangent <laughs> but the way that i see your point playing out is that they put god in every put jesus 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 in all the characters where you know the the sin of the world at the end yeah. will be blamed on the devil yeah. as revelation said as revelation said yeah. all of it will be, will be put on him but like they just think that the sin of the world was put on jesus as you know but it, that's still true but that's just like to take the wrath off of us yeah okay so a lot of so a lot of that is like the theological aspect of it is very confusing for a lot of us right even <laughs> us preachers and teachers yeah. of the bible it's very confusing right because we don't have all the answers the way that uh, if i'm gonna like okay so let's let's try to 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 just kind of wrap the the part up um, so there are there are stories in the Bible where like the one that I'm thinking of, which I preached on, was with Jehoshaphat and Ahab, right? They're going off to war, and God sends this this spirit to him to like like mess him up, right? Yeah. And it's really Satan that comes in. Or if, when we're talking about Job and Job, whatever, um, when when God has his whatever uh, his counsel, and Satan shows up, or if it's just the Garden of Eden, those are pretty much that's it. Those three things. There's Either also that, um, Daniel. No, but what I'm saying is like we only relegate oh. it to that when we when we talk about it, right? Uh -huh. We don't or the temptations. Yeah, I mean the three temptations in the wilderness. Um, but there isn't a whole lot that's there after there, 
right? Um, but I think that we need to show that there's there's a different side to it. Now, oh man, okay. yeah, Paul said it. Like you know, yeah. like the devil is going well, around like a roaring lion. Yeah, right, right. And you need to have you know certain armor into to be able to deflect the darts that 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 Satan throws at you. Right, so there is an element to that. I think that we're underserving in the way that we 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 have we try to not try to in the way that we frame the story, the narrative, so that when people look in the worldview that they have, it has to there has to be an element that's there. God is the majority for sure, right? Yeah, I am not saying for one minute that we need to take the focus off of God and heaven forbid that we should like Peter take our eyes off Jesus but there is an element to there to our experience that is there with Satan with his fallen angels that is a thing that uh, I don't think gets enough play for us yeah right? that needs to be there and like I said I think it's because it's the pendulum swing where we used to where we used to say everything is about the devil or everything is like there and there's a lot of fear mongering that went around to it yeah and we just wanted to hey no there's hope there's peace there's Jesus there's God let's focus on that yeah yeah right. well like my one reservation and I think like it's not a reservation it's just like everyone needs to study every aspect of the scriptures yeah right and like whether it's God or the enemy but it's like you and I think you said it, it was like overemphasizing one side yeah because um the one thing you know like one bad one of the bad experiences that I had not bad it's just like kind of irks me when everyone says like Oh yeah, the trip is uh you know if they're going on a mission trip and everything's like financially it's hard. It's like oh the devil is like playing hard, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it could be like not God's will for you to go. So yeah. it's just like I guess like not a reservation for me and like saying those things, but like don't say them. Flippantly, you know, flippantly, where it was like, "Oh, I'm having such a hard time." You know, the devil is really fighting. <laughs> it's just like, okay, like maybe, or you know, when when the church's PA system goes out, it's like, "Oh, the devil's <laughs> fighting hard." It's like, it, yeah, okay, maybe the devil is fighting hard, or maybe you need to update your PA system, sure, or maybe <laughs> maybe you just need to spend more money because the <laughs> yeah. other PA system is uh, going down. Yeah, or like maybe God doesn't want you. You know, like in Acts, it, it mentioned like the Holy Spirit closing doors yeah. on the on the apostles wanting to go to a certain place because, and then like Paul had a vision of like someone a man from macedonia right like and yeah he was and then it was clear to him that he was supposed to go there sure but yeah it was just like maybe it's just a matter of being close to god being um being hand in hand with the spirit and then of course that will invite you know stronger senses from the <laughs> dark side but um when you're hand in hand with the spirit and when you're so close to God, you'll be able to discern sure. the the real uh, things that are at play. Sure. Like what's really happening? Yeah. Is it the devil or is it God closing the doors? Yeah. So, and that's probably also what needs to be talked about when we talk about, you know, that topic is that how do you discern which one is off? Because it's not, it's not easy. 
right? Yeah. And, some, and, you know, even the best of us get it wrong at times. But we would be remiss if we didn't mention that there is that element to our Christian walk, right? Yeah. To that side of it, right? Even to the extreme side, like we don't, maybe we delve into that a little bit, but, you know, uh, um, what you call? Oh, because I remember we, we when we were planning some of our our um our topics for our podcast one of them that that i mentioned that i wanted to do was exorcisms right oh yeah <laughs> right? maybe we could talk about we it next about episode it. right so that still happens those are still real you know maybe it isn't as visible here in in the western culture in western whatever but hey we're from a filipino background yeah right you talked to some of our our elders my and dad older, but yeah they've yeah, got stories yeah. right they've got stories that thing is a real and maybe for us for us in that context that are coming from an from an immigrant uh, ethnic you know background they don't talk about it because they're 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 that's that's not their world anymore right yeah. from that that standpoint and i get that but it's not like it's not that that satan didn't get a visa to come over to Canada. <laughs> and that's why it's not happening here. Yeah. He's still here. Right? Yeah. He's still working. He's still he's still walking around like a roaring lion. Yeah. Looking at figuring out who he can de- devour. That is a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. And so there there needs to be there needs to be I yeah. I think. I think right? one of the reasons is that we're already distracted here. Yeah. Like He's just sitting back. Yeah, that's and that's the scary thing you need to talk about. If just, <laughs> who said somebody was saying it? Like, yeah, if 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 you if you everything's all great with you, right, and you're fine, yeah, you yeah. better ask why, <laughs> right? Because if you're a Christian and everything's perfect for you, why? What is that saying about your spiritual life that this, that the devil isn't coming after you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so that, that's you, true. You know, be. So preachers, hey, be be judicious in how you bring it up, but bring it up. Right? Pick your battles, yeah. pick your spots, but bring it up. And if you're listening, as Mark was saying, please don't flippantly just say stuff. Just to say stuff. <laughs> no, okay, so I joke around though, right? When when something happens, like there's like so gel so my wife and I would be like, I don't know, maybe we're in the kitchen and something off far off, nobody's there, it randomly falls off. I just automatically say, Oh, it's the spirits. i got and to be fair i got that off of his seminary seminary professor just because he joked around like it's because sometimes because we were in a we're in a classroom that that was a little breezy right Uh, especially during the summertime so we would open up the windows and stuff and we'd open up the doors and sometimes the 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 air pressure would close the doors and it would and it would make a loud noise and it would just mutter with spirits right (laughs) And I just kind of just adopted that oh, for just man, about anything. Man. Just like when some, we're, when we're in a restaurant and one of the workers breaks, like drops a plate and it shatters and stuff, automatically it's just, um, what you call it? Uh, oh, job opening. That's all <laughs> I would say. Boom, job opening. Oh. <laughs> just so bad. Yeah, it's just like these little quirks and just yeah, these little jokes just here. Just knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, knee-jerk right. reaction. All in fun, but don't yeah maybe not do that when it's supposed to, when it's a more serious situation right don't yeah. flippantly put it out there but understand there is that side that there's that side right there's what we see in the physical realm and then what we don't see in the spiritual realm but what's in the spiritual realm isn't just god jesus and the angels 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What also is in the spiritual realm is the fallen angels and Satan, his side. Trying to get you. Trying to get you. Right. Mm. And he's actively working and he has his agents, just like God has his agents. Yeah. Right. Working in the in, in the physical world. Matrix. Right. Well, I mean, (laughs) so yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my thing. All right. So, last one for me. My phone should stop locking. Locking. (laughs) Um, How to handle conflict? Ooh. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because there's lots of conflict, and everyone just goes to the pastor (laughs) when. When it says, you know, when Jesus talks about it, it's like you don't need. Yeah, there are times when you'll need someone else to mediate. Yeah. But then Jesus also says. Figure it out first. Yeah. Like your brother. Like go to your brother. Like it's directly. It's yeah. like if you, if, if uh, your brother sinned against you, uh, don't come to the altar of worship. Go, go fix whatever is happening with you and your brother. Sure. Um but then there's you know like the Matthew thir- Matthew eighteen, yeah. where you know there will come a time when you do need mediation. Yeah. Um, but I think as pastors who has gone through some sort of training with mediation or like conflict resolution, um, you should really. That's like. That's like one of the most important things in church, I guess, <laughs> that you should handle. Maybe like have a seminar on it um, in the afternoon or whatever, or just like train your elders how to do it. Because um, as a pastor, that will weigh heavy on you if yeah. you're the only one that's like, and there's like conflicts happening. Yeah, if you're the only peacemaker that's there, that's not. And also, like, it's really. It would hinder your gro- the growth of your people if they can't do things by themselves. Yeah. Right. If if they if they um, if they automatically what's it called? What's that word? When they automatically just turn into you know childish um, tactics when sure. arguing. Sure. Or when having conflicts with each other, when they go into like personal attacks rather than fixing the problem. Yeah. Then like if you don't train them to do it, then that's all that's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, sure. Like spiritual, you know, you can train them in, you know, having devotional life and reading your scriptures, but... You know, the sin problem is still there. Sure. And the moment that we feel attacked, uh, we we turn into, like, self-defense mode. Yeah. And that's never pretty when that's all you want to do is, um, is self-preservation, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think, like, pastors should handle, <clears throat> not handle, but, like, teach their congregation um first train your elders how to do it and maybe like have a seminar with your elders and then teach the rest of your congregation hey when someone does you wrong or when there's some conflict this is what you do and then yeah and then if 
all else fails, call call me. <laughs> call, the <best. laughs> call the elders, and then if that doesn't work, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking with that last bit, but um, yeah, it's just like encouraging your your congregation to grow in one more aspect of this, you know, spiritual life. Sure, and you know, Paul handled that too with you know the Philippians. Um, what's her name? Yodia and Sintichi. Oh man, uh, <laughs> they had conflicts. Um, but yeah, it's just we need to learn in a in the congregation level how to manage our conflicts with each other. Sure. Like what steps to take. Um. Like how we can approach someone who hurt us, um, and or if someone approached us when they feel hurt by us, like how should we react? You know, just like um, practical steps to you know avoiding a blowout, right? Yeah. So yeah, and to piggyback on that, since you know, if I'm gonna do that. Um, when we're talking about conflict resolution and how do you handle con- conflict, I think also as as an adjunct to that, um, emotional maturity, right? Which is very mm. much different from spiritual maturity, which we focus on, on a lot. Yeah. You know, spiritual maturity is kind of like what we focus on in church, right? Yeah. But in terms of getting along with each other, because we have to get along with each other, Right, it's hard when you don't have the emotional emotional maturity, you know, to do stuff like conflict management and, and resolution, um, and getting into fights. As you, as you were saying, like if somebody just all of a sudden, you know, it's just small one small little thing, and they start acting like a child, right? That the emotional EQ or the emotional quotient of that of that person is probably not where it needs to be. And I think we need to be talking about that as well yeah. to avoid such conflicts, right? Uh, on that and i think we don't talk about that a whole lot because we just focus specifically on sanctification and that spiritual justification, walk glorification and making sure you're justified and making sure that you know you, you don't hit you know you're not committing the impardonable sin and all of that stuff is good all of the spiritual maturity stuff is good right but as jesus was telling us you have to love one another we have to get along with one another we're we're living stones that are put placed together because we have to make a building structure a temple and that means you have to be together right you have to stick together and it's hard to do that if people don't have the emotional maturity you know when things come right yeah uh and so that i think is neglected for us a lot we we don't talk about it a lot um the emotional Uh maturity and growing that emotional maturity Right, not just focus on not just focusing on the spiritual maturity aspect of it. Uh-huh. Right, I think yeah. if I were to say anything, yeah, that's probably one of our like one of the underlying biggest factors of why we don't get along in church. Like, we can't just say, okay, you know, we can't just we don't we don't want to talk about conflict management. We don't want to talk about how we get along because you know we'll just split church into how we that's how we put church plant. Right? No, man. <laughs> you can't say it that way. You can't do it that way. You can't have that kind of approach, right? We have, this is what Jesus tells us. This is how people will know that we're from him, 
right? That we love each other. We get along. You can't love each other too much when you like or when you're fighting so much. And yeah. you have these bad, when you have bad feelings towards one another, uh-huh. right? So talk about spiritual maturity. Hey, talk about, you know, even just something as simple as figuring out each other's love languages. So talk about love languages and understand what other people respond to and what they don't respond to. So maybe, you know, you saying, oh, they didn't respond to because like I gave them a gift that when that's not their love language, <laughs> right? And you're expecting like adoration from them, yeah, right? That might be your love language. That may not be them. Uh, their love languages, and if you feel slighted of it, and you don't have the emotional maturity to handle that and figure figure that out, yeah, yeah. we're gonna have conflict, and we need a peacemaker that's coming in because apparently that's not gonna be us, <laughs> right? Even though we're called to be peacemakers, right? As a beatitude, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah, and I think like you reminded me of one of my hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of my hot takes in the, the theological realm is that sure you can make a case that when Paul says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit is that talking it's talking about an individual's an individual's um, body like physical body sure but I think like the first you can make a case and we have made a case but I think like the first application of that is loving each other sure and the body that paul is talking about is the church so when paul says your body is a temple of the holy spirit and you're destroying it (laughs) he's talking about conflict and he's talking about backbiting he's talking about um hurting each other and dividing yeah things that um, drive you apart yeah um or bringing sin into, into the, the church. church like um when he says like your body is a temple of the holy spirit and then you know it's first corinthians uh and then he talks about like bringing prostitution into mm. the church service because you know they're having like orgies and all that <laughs> orgies and all that um, yeah that doesn't happen with us right <laughs> yeah, now but yeah yeah, yeah you know, um, and then like another aspect of that is another verse I think that was First Corinthians nineteen, uh, twelve. I forgot, but it was like later in First Corinthians, right? And then First Corinthians three he talks also about the body. Um, he's like, don't you know that whoever destroys the body is sinning towards God or something? Mm. Um, and that's talking about like fighting in the church. Mm. So my hot take <laughs> is that you can make a case that Paul it's okay if you don't agree with it, but <laughs> you can make a case that what Paul is talking about there is you know an individual's body physical body but the first application I think is <clears throat> the temple being you know the church and being you know the body of Christ sure right um, and I can get into like you know like language in that but you know. <laughs> but yeah it's just doesn't seem like too much of a hot, hot take no yeah. i'm okay with it um so yeah uh the emotional maturity like we can't have elders elders fighting in their own like board meetings where like how am i hearing stories of like elders leaving the board meetings to go home to get their guns like oh my gosh <laughs> that's our next episode is that our next episode kind of yeah <laughs> Like, but how do you how do you have that kind of story that 
Um, Stay that, tuned. Yeah, that comes out of it. Like, I mean, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty much the gist of the story. I have another story, but yeah, yeah. Like that's. Oh wow! Like, how does that happen? Like you have elders, elders, right? Bro, it's like that are so mad at one another that they that they t- that they tell one another, "Hey, meet me in the parking lot." <laughs> in my experience, it wasn't even elders. It's like. An elder making it hard for the pastor and the pastor telling the elder, meet me in the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> That's a pastor, man. I know a pastor. And, and the thing is, like, he was so proud of you know, telling me that story that he was. No, no. <sighs> okay. I was like. Nah, man. <laughs> not it, dog. That's nah, not it. <laughs> There's a no for me, dog. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, and and we're all. I think one of the basic things that we need to understand, you know, one of the things that we need to say is that not everybody is in the in the same emotional maturity level that, you know, everybody's at. We're not at the same thing, and so, you know, don't always expect it from some somebody from everybody. But at the same time, uh, you owe it to yourself and the people around you to grow in that, mm. right? To grow in that yeah. emotional, you know, uh, to grow emotionally mature uh if anything is so that you know you have credibility when you give people advice and when you give people counsel right that you're not just flying off the handle and that you have like like we all have hot takes every once in a while but like (laughs) that's your thing you just hot take everything if you're skip bayless (laughs) or stephen a smith as a christian max kellerman (laughs) what's his name uh Shannon Sharp. <laughs> we can't be those people in the Christian setting. Yeah, they, that's that's what they get paid for. That's they, you know, you understand that they also get paid to do that. That's you know, skill, skill. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, I would I would like to think that they that they turn they up better. They turn up the volume a little bit when they're in front of the camera because that's what sells. Yeah. But that's not that's not our that's not our context. No, that's not our world. So take it easy on the hot takes, right? By growing emotionally, to having you you know higher e- EQ. I think it's EQ, yeah, you know, emotional, emotional quotient, quotient, right? Uh, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about you know how we can grow with it, grow grow on it. Uh, how how we understand how to be patient with people that aren't to understand, recognize, and what to do when you know when we do have that. Right, put you know, put stuff in place in your lo- local church when stuff happens like that. Yeah. Right. If anything, just to soothe, you know, somebody's feelings when they are hurt, and not to like retaliate in whatever because the other person that did it maybe not the the most mature person. Yeah. Right. But also, not to excuse it to say, oh, that person's just who that person is, and not expect them to grow. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And for everyone, this will also help your uh, marriage. Everything. <laughs> everything. Anything that does with relationships. Conflict. And Conflict. Yeah, man. Just work on, work, let's work on our emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Maybe uh, spend a month in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll make it a theme. Yeah. Make it, make it like a theme month, right? You know, every. Every March or every April, yeah. new spring. You know, you're a new person, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're growing a little bit more, right? Yeah, true. So let's do that. Let's talk about it more. Uh, Any more from you? 
I don't know if more of it, but I, I mean, going back to sort of the, the small groups, maybe we shift a lot more of the theology to that, to the small groups and to dealing with it, just to give it more, you know, more oomph when you're studying. So it, it can be a little bit more um, personalized with the people that are around in it and not so much this. Okay, so we want to talk about, so yes, we do want to talk about hope. I, I, I think I'm, I'm moving towards the notion that, um, to make the church a place where you can, you as a church member can bring, can bring non-church members, can bring people to meet Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if that's if that's uh, if that's a uh, an emphasis for your church, and I think for me that that would want I would want to be to try to, to try to be there. If that's the case, then you know maybe the sermons, maybe the things does have to be more on the hope and the more you know the love of Jesus, the grace of God on that. And then, you know, the more deeper things we, we push it to, to the, uh, to the small groups or we do it on Sunday school slash Sabbath school type uh, deal. Yeah. Right. So maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, but I'm, I sure won't, um, um, I'll poo poo it. If, if you, if you go into like deep revelation deep, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever, but I, I'm okay with, I just feel that, you know, like if, if, yeah, I, I feel that if we are to, if we are to, um, build the church, if we are to spread the gospel that we bring people and the first thing that they hear isn't, <laughs> you know, Daniel and revelation. Right or yeah. they, you know, and, or they but the thing, yeah. Oh, sorry to uh, interrupt you there, but I'm okay with Revelation. Yeah, as long as Jesus shines through. Sure, sure, right? sure, sure. Yes, like, yes, yes. What? You, but you, my point is, is that make it, make it, make it a service that assumes that there are people there that are just yeah, yeah, seeking, yeah, yeah. that just that have just come to see what this whole Jesus thing is all about. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then maybe when you you know for some of the deeper things, some of the deeper questions, harder questions, some of the things that we want to workshop and learn, maybe we push that towards more of the Sunday school, Sabbath school, small groups mm-hmm. type of deal. Yeah, right. I can uh, see that. So, yeah, like I do. Generally, I do agree with that. And if that's um, if that's where your direction of your church is, and so you know, if you guys want to just stay within yourself and start to you know do some of the deeper things within yours. And then branch out that way, then yeah, that's another way of doing it. I'm not gonna, you know, begrudge you for that. That's the word I'm looking for. Begrudge. begrudge. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> I don't think. Do you think there's like? I don't think there's like a constant. Like, of course, the the gospel should be shared every sermon. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, Jesus' love and all that. But I think like there's no perfect way of no perfect yeah way of starting it i don't think it can be like you know secret i don't want to say this you don't want to say it secret should, friendly <laughs> it should always be secret friendly yeah but you can't always just start at one point but i think like the one grounding thing of it should be the gospel. Right? Sure. And yeah. then just remind everyone, like, okay, we're doing this because the gospel. And then this is the gospel. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then because in light of that, 
this is how we should live. Or like, because of the gospel, we have hope. Because yeah. of Jesus' death, there is life. Yeah. Because Jesus, that, because Jesus came, we can live in an abundant life. Sure. Um, abundant spiritually, not <laughs> financially. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's just, it's really hard to find that point, that, you know, that point where you're always starting if you know what I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, like you're always starting at one point and it's like, no, it's just, but the grounding as the grounding thing about that is the gospel. Yeah. 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 There I, more, I mean, it, the idea that there's, there should be an uplifting message, right? Yeah. I, I think that, that if your church finds it, that it wants to focus on people, uh, focus on being a church that, assumes that there are new people that are coming through that haven't been church that ha- doesn't know Jesus the way that he's supposed to be known you know mm-hmm. um, yeah. maybe emphasize that more right the mm-hmm. uplifting nature of the gospel of the grace of God you know um, and and that's not to say that everything has to be great right that everything is perfect and stuff uh, in fact you can't you can't fully, and I've said this before. You can't fully, you can't fully appreciate grace without the juxtaposition of, you know, what it is to be lost. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so to have that greater, to have that greater impact. Yeah, you do need to talk about, um, you know, the the nature of us sort of being lost and us confused in this world and and trying to figure out, you know, what it is, you know, to have this fallen nature, but also understand that there is a way. Right there is, there is a hope that is there for you to escape, you know whatever predicament that you are on because Jesus wants, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, wants to be with us. And so th- th- that's that's sort of like my thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think Jesus does give hope. Yeah, and Jesus is like the hope in everything, right? Like you can, there's just so many. Jesus is like the spider web like the center <laughs> of the web and then like there's so many yeah things. you can always find your way back to him right you can always find your way back to the gospel yeah. right yeah. and you can always find your way back to grace yeah right yeah. so even revelation even revelation even revelation especially revelation especially, you know revelation <laughs> is so beautiful it's just that sometimes we turn it into like this america or like the pope i was like no yeah like those things are debatable. The the non-debatable things is all through that, all through the scary times, all through the end times, we have hope in Jesus. Sure. And Jesus is yeah. there all throughout. And who knows? Yeah, the traditional SDA thing is like, it's the Catholic Church, <laughs> but, or like, America is the smaller beast, but who knows? Like we, we don't know. We can't say for certain. We can't say for certain. But one thing I know is that the one that who will get us through that, through all the tough times, all the locusts or the Apache helicopters, <laughs> <laughs> whatever the interpretation is, is whoever will get that. Who? The one who will get us through all of those things is Jesus. 
And it's so beautiful reading the revelation through that lens. Yeah. You know, Daniel, right? Daniel's Daniel's such a beautiful book. Yeah. Uh, it's just that we've turned it into like a scare tactic. <laughs> Fear-mongering. Fear-mongering. Yeah, that's a big word. Even when you go through like Jeremiah and Isaiah, where God's like really pissed at his at his people, at the end of like a lot of those passages, at the end of it, it's just like, it's because I want to bring you back. Yeah, it's like, turn back to me. Right. Like Hosea, it's like, seek me and live, <laughs> right? Like God just wants us to go back to Yeah, him. and all these things are just there because he's, he's trying to get your attention and you're just not listening. But... The message at at the end of it is that he wants to be with you. He's trying to get your attention so that you'll come back to him so that he can take care of you, right? That he can love you. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, Jeremiah is such like, I read it in its entirety like last year, like for the first time. Okay. And it's like so beautiful. Like although like there's so much destruction um and god is just so mad all throughout but you know like there's i, I forgot the one verse but or like i forgot it word, word by word but he's pretty much saying he's like i'll see you like because then he goes on god goes on about like oh you're such a disobedient <laughs> bunch stiff of neck. <laughs> stiff neck um harlots um all those things but at the end it's like i will see you as my child yeah i will see you as a new creation sure it's like all 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 the things that he said he just like erased if he we just turned to him yeah and so yeah jeremiah yeah. is such a beautiful book i'm going through ezekiel okay <laughs> that's, that's not easy Ezekiel's more heartbreaking yeah and it's yeah it's harder definitely um, but yeah yeah I like it. and when you see Jesus through it all like that's he's the he's the word of God he's the bible he's you know, the center of it all yeah right so. he's the hope for us he's he's the one thing that we need to latch on to Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. cool. I think that brings us <laughs> to the end of our discussion. Yeah, maybe we can uh, talk about this more <laughs> yeah. uh, during our small groups, or like you know, maybe we can implement this more. Like um, this was such a lovely discussion. Um, something that really challenges me. Um, I don't know about you, but yeah, it challenged man. me to. Uh, to implement some of these things uh, to talk about them more and um, to maybe you know use our training in seminary or (laughs) university to just you know teach the people that we've been entrusted with um conflict resolution or um but yeah like i'm i'm not versed in mental health so i'll find someone who is (laughs) to maybe speak to us um but yeah, um, this has been a lovely discussion, and hope we hope that you're blessed and that uh, you learned something. And um, we're not here to criticize the church; uh, we're here to hopefully, you know, build. Right? Uh, we want the church to be a beautiful picture, not just for us, 
but for the people who are watching us um, that means like people who have not believed yet and people who are outsiders who are seeking uh, people who were in the church but have left um, who have you know gone through pain and hurt we want the church to be this beautiful picture um, that God intended it to be and so that's why we're talking about these things and that's why we want the church to talk about more of these things so that um, we can reach more people um, and be relevant uh, to the people around us well folks that's all we have for you this week we hope that you were blessed by our discussion let us know what you think send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at the prodigals project on facebook twitter and instagram if you like what you've been hearing please like and subscribe also leave a rating and review it'll go a long way in helping us out stay blessed and stay faithful and join us again next week for another episode of the prodigals podcast